the question is asked, are you allowed to have a tattoo on your body? And the reason why this question is asked, because there has been a myth out there that if a Jewish person has a tattoo on their body, then they cannot be buried in a Jewish cemetery. First of all, that is not true. It's just a myth. There is no such thing. No matter what a person has on their body, they are still entitled to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. The question if a tattoo is allowed or is a tattoo kosher, the resounding answer is no. It's not allowed and it's not kosher. The question is why not? It's my body. I can do whatever I want to it. If I want to needle ink into my skin, so what's the big deal? Why can't I do it? So let's dive into this and let's demystify the concept of why a tattoo is not permitted. We need to go back to the basics and understand who we are as a human being, who we are as a child of God. And what is our do's and don'ts in life? What are the permissibles? What are the prohibitions in life? So it is not something that us human mortal beings decide what's right or wrong. Because we know that that didn't exactly work out. We just look back 80 years ago at the beginning of World War II when human beings decided what's right or is wrong and the human beings decided that uh, it's okay to kill six million innocent people. It was human beings who decided to create race and the discriminations against those who are less inferior and those who are not pure German blood, etc. So yes, if we leave it up to the vices of the human beings for us to decide what's right or wrong, we have seen history has taught us how it, it leads us down most terrible paths and the worst devastations occurs because of that. So how do we know what's right or wrong? Where do we decide? Where's the line? Who decides what's right or wrong? So obviously we cannot leave it up to our own human devices for us, our own human intellect to be able to decide right or wrong. If every country were to decide what's right or wrong, then obviously one country is not going to agree with the next country. And that's where genocide comes from, and that's where racism comes from, and that's where wars come from, and that's where millions of people have perished and died over the generations because people decide what's right or wrong. Obviously, that doesn't work. So what's our parameter? How do we know what's right? How do we know what's wrong? There's only one place and one way to know that, and that is we go back to the creator of the world. We look at God Almighty in heaven, the God in heaven, the omnipotent, the omnipresent, the one who created everything, who was, is, and will be, he created this world. And he has told us in explicitly what is right, what is wrong. Beginning with the Ten Commandments, the concept of do not kill is not because it's socially unacceptable, it is inappropriate, we do not kill because God told us we do not kill. 
Because if we were to decide what is socially acceptable to be, what to do or not to do, then there are some societies who live by the sword and who live by killing others. And are we going to accept that as that is correct? Because they decided that is correct? No, we do not kill, we do not steal, we do not commit adultery, not because we are, we decided it's inappropriate or wrong. It is because God told us that it is wrong. Once you take the dimension from the divine, from God Almighty, the creator of all beings, and God has decided what is considered right, what is considered wrong, and if we run with that, then we will have a civilized world. We know what the world was like pre-Ten Commandments. We know what the world was like prior to the flood of Noah, where God had to press Alt, Control, Delete, and Reset, and Reboot the whole world from the beginning, saving Noah, his wife, and family, and all the animals, and everything else that we have today because of that. And even since Noah's days, until the giving of the Torah, the world has ran amok. Once the Ten Commandments were given, and the laws of the land were introduced by God Almighty, and we began following them and implementing them, then the world began to see some type of order. We were able to begin living a civilized life. Civilization began to become into a, a, a civilization that we can coexist. All of a sudden, once laws were introduced, once there are limitations, once there are guidelines, there are do's and don'ts introduced to a society, then all of a sudden a, a, a judicial system can be implemented and people can, be, can begin living civilly with each other. And that is what the Ten Commandments is all about. And that is what the Torah is all about. It's a guideline. The rules, the do's and don'ts of Judaism are not prohibitions. They are guidelines. They are directives teaching us how to live in this world. How to have societies to coexist love, respect, and honor each other. We may be from all different types of religions, which is fine, because a religion teaches us to love each other, even if we are different. And that is what Judaism has taught for 3,300 years. We accept and we respect every religion that's out there. We don't look to proselytize, we don't look to get other peoples from other religions to convert to become Jews. That's not our thing. We are barely able to hang on to our Jewish people and keep them in the fold. And so we're not looking to proselytize. We actually honor and respect everyone's religion. Many people don't know this, that for hundreds of years when the temple was existing in Jerusalem, at its glory, at its prime time, every single year, we would bring 70 sacrifices representing the 70 nations of the world. Yes, we would pray for them. We would ask God for their well-being. Now ask yourself, how many nations out there pray daily for the Jewish people? 
but we the Jewish people have prayed every single year and during the high holidays for the 70 nations of the world because yes that is what God taught us God taught us is to love and respect others and we support every religion that's out there as long as the religion is about life about promoting life about live and let others live and do whatever we can to make this world a better place so this all being told we need to revert back to the laws of the Torah one of the laws in the Torah in the fourth book of the Torah the book of Numbers there is a chapter which specifies the concept of holiness what is the definition of holiness and holiness is our body the way God gave it to us at birth we return it to God at the end of our life but during this time God told us very clearly you shall not have a tattoo on your body question is why we don't know why this is what God who created us told us he is our manufacturer he is our creator and he told us explicitly do not have a tattoo on your body just like God told us you must rest on the seventh day you must keep kosher you shall not murder the same set of rules there are no whys and it's not for us human beings to try to understand God we are finite God is infinite how can we possibly try to grasp and understand infinity when we are finite so it is not our place to try to understand why God said what he said it is our place to accept it to understand that it is for our benefit it is for our well-being that if we follow all the laws of the Torah that it is for us to live by it and that is what the Torah tells us the words I want you to be alive I'm not teaching you all these laws to hurt you to torture you to to have you abstain rather I want you to indulge but to indulge it in the way that I am teaching you how to the criteria of how to enjoy your journey in life is all spelled out very clearly throughout the Bible when we follow the precepts of the Bible and we internalize it and we appreciate that it comes from the divine it comes from heaven it comes from our manufacturer our creator that we're doing what's right for our body then we will not mutilate our body in any way we would respect our body and we wouldn't defile our body and when the Torah tells us not to have a tattoo we don't have a tattoo it's honoring God it's honoring our Creator now what about someone who did not know this what about someone who did have a tattoo it is your body what you have done to it unknowingly you're not going to be held accountable for now that you have a tattoo and you are aware that you're not allowed to you don't have any more tattoos and you continue your soul searching in growing in spirituality to learn what else shouldn't I be doing and when you learn and you grow in your life then you follow the ways of God God will not only forgive you for what you have done before because inadvertent errors you are not accountable for it is the purposeful errors that we are accountable for 
But if you had a tattoo because this is what your friends, your neighbors, your family were doing, and you thought this is something cool that you want to do as well, and you did it, not realizing its spiritual implications, it will not be, you will not be held accountable for it. There are people who actually try to erase tattoos and go through the painful laser treatments to try to undo it. But, but it's not about the past, it's about the future, it's about moving forward. I want to share with you a story about a, a young gentleman who um, rather was obsessed, totally indulged in tattoos, and most of his covered part of his body was covered with tattoos. And later in life, he found himself inspired to learn more about his heritage and to learn more about Judaism. Then he began a journey to get reconnected with his roots. He began studying the Torah and he, he, he joined the yeshiva, a rabbinical seminary, and he just dived right in and became a fully observant Jew. But there's only one problem now. Now that he's fully knowledgeable, and he learned how having a tattoo is prohibited, he was ashamed of it. But he had like almost his whole body tattooed. And he kept himself dressed all the time so no one ever knew that he had tattoo. Now there is a ritual in Judaism about going into a ritual bath. It's called a mikvah. It's a ritual bath that is either connected to a live well or there is a well of rainwater that on top of that well of rainwater there is a pool which is known as a mikvah. And it's primarily designed for women after they're married that once a month at the end of the menstrual period they immerse themselves in this ritual bath. It's a sense of rebirth. For men, there are some that go before the weekends, before Saturday, before holidays, and some even do it every single day before prayer services that they immerse in a mikvah. In order to immerse in a mikvah, you are basically in your birthday suit. You go completely naked in the water and you immerse a few times and then you come out and get dressed. So this gentleman who recently rediscovered his roots um, wanted to go to the ritual bath, but he had a dilemma. When I go, and, and this is done, many men go together, well, we, it's like in the gym, we all go to the dressing room, we all get undressed, and we go into the mikvah, and we get dressed again. Um, so he didn't want to expose his body to all of his colleagues. He just didn't feel comfortable. They should all see his, his tattoos, which were quite descriptive. So he came up with an idea that he's going to get up extra early at the crack of dawn, and he'll be the first one to go to the ritual bath before anyone else arrives. By the time the other people come, he's already dressed. No one would know. That plan worked just fine. Until one morning, when he's up extra early, and he's getting undressed, and he hears the door open up, and he hears footsteps behind him. 
and here he's going to be exposed. He was so intimidated and so frightened that he rushed to go inside the bath. As he rushed, he slipped on the wet floor. Here he's lying face down on the floor with all of his tattoos exposed. And he hears the gentleman walking behind him and his worst fear is about to happen when all of a sudden he hears the voice of an elderly gentleman. And the elderly gentleman summons up exactly what happened. He bends down to the gentleman and he says, Hey, I also have a tattoo on me. And he turns his hand and he shows the tattoo numbers that he got at Auschwitz. He says, my tattoo that I have on my hand reminds me of my past. Your tattoos remind you of your past. Both of our pasts is in our history. Come on, get up. It's all history. Forget about the past. Let's dive in together into the ritual bath and embrace the future. Indeed, when you think about the tattoos that were given out at Auschwitz, those tattoos is a badge of honor. These are martyrs. These are saints. Even though you may have had a tattoo on your body, you too are a martyr and a saint because you have came back to your roots. And no matter what you have done in the past, it's in the past. Let the dark past remain in the past and embrace a beautiful future. Yesterday is all history. Tomorrow is yet a mystery. Today is a gift from God. That's why it's called the present. Yes, this is your present. Embrace every day as a gift from God. God bless you. God loves you.